Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Kind of Funny Games cast. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes 30 Under 30, a.k.a. the OK Beast, a.k.a. the champion in my heart of Kind of Feudy. Oh. You never get to play. You never get to play, so you can't be the champion, which sucks, you know? I've I've talked to to Roger about this, the idea of what if I could eventually play a game of Kind of Feudy. And I've just accepted it as, you know, sort of a burden that... Sure. I'll never get to experience my best work. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, good for you, Tim, Amy, uh, to get to participate in sure. the masterpiece that is kind of feudy. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, it's, it's part of the burden of being an artist. It's blessing. Addie Oye Jr. Did you know that there's a phenomenon right now where people are just making fake podcast, like fake podcast clips to put out on the oh, internet? The AI generated ones? No, not even the AI generated ones. Like people will sit down, they'll record two minutes of a fake podcast and then put, then put that up on TikTok and it'll blow up. But like the know. podcast doesn't really exist. Why are they doing it then? Just it's for just, TikTok fame? Just for the TikTok, yeah. Huh. That like that format is actually pretty good for TikTok. Gotcha. Yeah, like people are just people are into like the candid conversation thing. But I think that's what we do all the time here. Why aren't we more popular? We gotta break more of our stuff out. We gotta well, make I'm more at, fake we, podcasts. We gotta be funny. <laughs> Me making fun of the PC kids did real well on the old TikTok. You yeah, know what I mean? and that was mid podcast. Yeah, we just gotta break out more content. Or we can just you know not record hours of content. Come in, record five minutes. Have Roger edit that down to two minutes. Sure. Put it there up. You go. You're right. So like yeah. already we've finished this episode of the Gamescast. Exactly. We've just done it. All right. All right. Yeah. I appreciate Love that. It. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for watching. Uh, joining us for his rare on-camera appearance, of course, is the boss baby CEO Jr. Barrett Courtney. Hello, Barrett. Hello. Uh, we're, we're talking about some exciting things today. Yeah. But I don't want to rush past the tragic event that occurred over the weekend because uh, this is going to be posting on Monday morning. Sure, sure, sure. Um, rest in peace, Sonic. Yeah, Rest Son of the Hedgehog murdered, it turns yeah. out. That sucks. Who do you think did it? I think uh, Amy Rose. Amy Rose, who yeah. you going with? Uh, Knuckles. See, I was going to say, it's, uh, do we think it's one of the things that Trump has been indicted for? Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> he got into the Matrix. He got a murder crime. The Hedgehog. Future crime. <laughs> it's like there can only be one. Uh, of course, you mentioned it, uh, Barrett. You are here for something exciting. Of course, you got to go play Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Yeah. Uh, the first time any of us have touched it. Of course, uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, our game of the year for 2019. So we're all very excited to talk to you about that. So let's just get it out of the way. Before all that, this is the Kind of Funny Games cast. Each and every week four sometimes three best friends gather on this table come to talk about what they love and sometimes don't love in video games if you love that head over to patreon.com slash kind of funny over on patreon.com slash kind of funny of course you can get each and every games cast ad free you can watch us record it live as we record it usually when not when it's embargoed like today and of course you can get dozens upon dozens of exclusive episodes of shows over there, including this one of, I guess we do two Remember Blanks a week. One of our Remember Blanks this week is going to be, what's your Star Wars game? Talk to me about that. You know what I mean? We're talking about Star Wars. What to you is your Star Wars uh, game, ladies and gentlemen? Chime in on kindoffunny.com slash Remember Blank, then watch that over on patreon.com slash kindoffunny. This week, 
But I digress. If you have no bucks to toss our way on Patreon, it's no big deal. Of course, you can get every episode of the Gamescast for free with ads. None of the bonuses over on YouTube.com slash games and podcast services around the globe. We should, like, <laughs> we should make up a fake Star Wars game and, like, not tell Mike... Uh, and like, okay. see if we can get a, like, like a Mario Party Star Wars game that like you know never existed. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> figure out like some fucking crazy ass premise for it, and yeah. then just talk about it, and like we both act like, oh yeah, like I've heard of that, and see if Mike that. catches on. I love that. Yeah, and, and then get like include two ridiculous other Star Wars games that are like actually real. Yeah, and then at the end, make him guess which one is fake. Like Ooh. two truths and a lie, right there. Because like, there's we, like the weird dancing game, right? Where you, oh yeah, you know, we're sure, yeah, yeah, yeah where you get to play uh, dance as Han Solo, and he goes, "I'm Han Solo." Yeah, they're doing yeah. the Han Jason Solo. Derulo. Yeah, was just dance, wasn't it? Or was, was it? it? Was, I was thought it was something. Oh, it was something I, for it like was a Star Wars. I think it was a Connect yeah, Star, Star Wars, Wars dancing Connect. game. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, we'll <laughs> at some point, you know what I mean? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, a little bit of housekeeping for you. Of course, tomorrow, Tuesday, Meet Your Maker is taking over our Twitch channel at 8 a.m. Pacific to show their game. Uh, there are a couple kind of funny best friends who work on the product, and they said, "Hey, what if we sponsored a stream? We came over and just talked straight to the audience." And we're like. Cool. Sounds great to us. So 8 a.m. Come hang out with the Meet Your Maker folks to celebrate their launch for an entire hour. You can see the game, learn about the future roadmap, and more. That's on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific. Over on Patreon, uh, a new next-gen podcast is up right now. Roger, Barrett, and Bless talk about dealing with trolls and the time Barrett made a girl cry. <laughs> You know, I don't want to know anymore. I want to listen to the show. Don't tell me I anymore mean, about it. That implies it's the only time I've made someone cry. That's not. Was it we, when you were trolling? Were you trolling this girl? Uh, it's the proudest I've ever been of making someone cry, and I'll just leave it at that. Jeezy, crazy. All right. Oh, yeah. he came with the, Bear came to this with this topic, and me and Roger were like, this is a very specific topic. <laughs> like, the, the proud moments we've had making somebody cry. Like, I don't think I've ever had that. And Bear's like, I got some stories. Jesus And Christ. he has some stories. All right. I'm into it. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers who can listen to that Next Gen podcast. And, of course, get our shows ad-free. Uh, Tripod Plus Plus and Delaney Twining. Today, we're brought to you by Shady Rays and Evil Dead Rise. But we'll talk about that later. For now... Let's travel to a galaxy far, far away. Barrett, give us the synopsis. What exactly did you play? How long did you play? Where did you play? What were you wearing? Uh, yeah, quickly, I uh, just want to shout out thanks to, to EA and Respawn for flying me down to be able to play the, the game uh, a little bit early uh, to check out uh, three hours of the game uh, to, to mm -hmm. preview. Um, yeah, I think the, what was it? Like, uh, they set us up. Roughly what they said, like an hour into the story. Um, okay. So like uh, what I imagine we didn't get to see was like kind of the big intro, like sure. set piece thing, kind of like what Braca was in the first game. Um, so this was a, a little bit after that, getting kind of more settled into like what maybe the game is going to look like as a whole. Um, and yeah, played for, for three hours. Uh, let's see. I played on PC. Um, just, to, just to let you know that, uh, just to give some context, that, uh, context there. And... Uh, yeah. Uh, what were you wearing? The, uh, what was I wearing? I don't remember. Han Solo. He was bounding his Han Solo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So that, you know, the specifics and, you know, the requirements out of the way. What did you think? Like, you loved Fallen Order, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love Fallen Order. Um, Fallen Order is like one of my favorite Star Wars, like, pieces of media uh, of sure. all time. It's like definitely up there. And so, yeah, when uh, uh, they started, we started seeing more in the last couple of months of uh, trailers, kind of like the obvious things to me from trailers were like, this definitely seems like it's going to be a step up for gameplay. I'm still kind of questioning like where they're going to go with the story, yeah, if it's yeah. going to be something that hits for me. And I'm kind of, I'm still right there after three hours of playing the game. Interesting. Okay. But with that, it's like, 
yeah, the gameplay is definitely stepped up in like okay. really, really cool ways. And you know, we'll, we'll talk about what I can with the story. And just I, I want to say really quick, any B-roll that we showed today, uh, I was told to note that is uh, work in progress uh, uh, B-roll. It might not be representative God, of, the, good, of the final game. Yeah, it does look good. Um, but yeah, the, I don't want to understate that of like, oh, I felt I felt the same way after the preview. Like. I was sold even more of like, yeah, this is really going to be a step up for, for okay. gameplay and world design and going on what feels like your very own Star Wars adventure. And the story side is, you know, I didn't get to see a lot and I can only talk about so much of what I saw. Okay. But it's still like one of those things where I, I don't know where, where we're going on Cal's uh, next big adventure, but I'm still really excited. After my three hours of playing the game. Uh, I will say it's like all I wanted to keep doing was Hell just yeah. keep playing the Hell game. Yeah. The next few weeks are going to be torture until this game actually comes out because it's all I want to do. I'm bummed right now. Like I'm excited to talk about the game right now, yeah. but I'm bummed right now that I'm sitting down to talk about this game not and not playing, playing the game that's right now. So yeah, yeah I, I think uh, everybody who was at the event was really excited. Uh, you know, people who were there to preview it, uh, devs alike. I, I, I think the the team knows that they have something special um, on their hands. So yeah. So my. Top level question, because if I know anything about you, Barrett, you are a detail-oriented young lad, and mm. I'm sure you have copious amounts of notes and bullet points you want to dive into. Got a good three and a half pages. <laughs> That's a lot, yeah. So my question would be, I know it's hard. You're you're at a preview. I've been there so many times. You can't talk about the whole entire story. You don't know some things about it. Gameplay, yeah, yeah. From what you got, this vertical slice, this glimpse, do you think this, this has the stuff to outperform Fallen Order? In what sense? I mean, it was our game of the year. Do you think it's possible you're going to enjoy this game more than that game? I think from a gameplay standpoint, a hundred percent. Like if it was already our game of the year for 2019, right for Fallen Order, like I think this is going to. I think they saw what made Fallen Order special, and they're just going in and enhancing everything. Um, again, like I said, the story and stuff is still like that's what made Fallen Order special to me were the characters and story. Sure. Um, and it seems a little bit bigger this time, like uh, the things that I can talk about, like the, you know, Fallen Order felt like it had such a small cast, but now we're introducing a bunch of new people uh, throughout it, like building on top of the the smaller cast that we got from the first game. And honestly, like, I think the low point of this, of like where the, the barrier for the story is, is like, at minimal, we're just going to go on another fun adventure with Cal and BD, and sure. I think at most we're going to get a really another great introspective look into you know this surviving Jedi after the events of Order sixty six, still trying to find his place in the galaxy. So um, yeah, I definitely think it's it's got the makings of a a, ga a game of the year contender, even though this uh, this year is already pretty stacked from what it seems like. Yeah. How's exploring the environments? You know, the last one, I think we compared a lot to it feeling a bit Metroidvania-ish, right? You look at the map, and I know a lot of people hate the map, but like... Christian writes in and says, will it release with the second worst map of all time only behind Fallen Order? There you go. And yeah, and how does that apply to the, the level design this time around? You know, it looks from the trailers, it seems like it's a bit more open in the environments. Does that reflect when you're playing the game? So, yeah, first thing I want to address is the map. I did see a lot of people uh, kind of asking about the map. Uh, it definitely feels easier to process when you bring up the the hollow map uh, from bd1 um they've got kind of uh different areas like segmented and so in the first game you know if you especially if you're trying to platinum the game you had to do like a hundred percent map completion so terrible trophy so stupid. um and like the way that the like the map kind of like unfolded in ways uh when you were exploring that hundred percent in the first game it definitely was hard to like kind of uh, figure out like where you where you had been and things of that nature. And I think uh, the little tweaks they've made here and there for the hollow map 
definitely makes it easier to process of, of like, where did you just come from? Where have you been so far? Uh, how much of this area of the, the world that you're on has been explored? How okay. much of this area? Okay. Um, and so it's definitely easier to kind of understand and process. Say like the controls of like moving the map around and stuff like that are still a little finicky. Um, but that was, uh, I, I think they made little adjustments here and there because I remember like the the map, like uh, the, the kind of areas that you could walk around, they kind of made it look a little bit more like how it looks in the world and made it look like a little natural, but I think that was like to a detriment. Gotcha. Um, so it's a little bit more clear of like what paths are and, and things of that nature. So uh, yeah, shout out to a, a, a definitely an improved map uh, to to process. Still the top of it all right. In, mm. You know, tip of the iceberg, uh, Juan Lobo wrote in and said, what were the biggest improvements? Is the is the map on that list, or were there other things you think that speak out as? Oh, uh, this really stands out. Map is definitely you know the high, the one of the the highlights, but I would say even more so is just the the fidelity of the okay. entire game. Um, I think this is next gen only for consoles. Uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong there. Uh, and granted, we were playing on a on a PC build, but yeah, the fidelity of it all was just something like every every time we got from a cutscene back into gameplay you, you know you have that moment where you're like oh right this is a video game that i get to play and kind of like uh exist in it's uh much more improved like i oh, think yeah. the easy thing to look back at for fallen order are the uh wookies like oh my god they look awful awful uh i did not see any wookies uh yeah. in my preview event but there was an <laughs> they're enemy like you know what we're just yeah. not we didn't like, pick them out we're just <laughs> not gonna go to see like, them this, man. but uh there was an enemy type called the the mogu which is if you remember from empire strikes back there's like the uh, snow monster that uh, takes Luke. It's like their version of that, but uh, it has like more brown hair because uh, Kobo, the planet we got to explore, isn't like a ice planet sure, or anything. Yeah. And so they definitely have like that similar like hair texture, and they mo look much better. Awesome. And so like I, I think like being able to focus on next gen consoles and just like really bring up the fidelity and the the look of the entire game was like really impressive. And I also want to shout out the the kind of added little thing that they did was letterboxing um you know the the black bars like yeah, yeah. that you usually uh, see in uh movies uh whenever you get into cutscenes, it'll like slowly like get into letterboxing cool. that fallen that's order cool. didn't do and i think it works in like two really cool ways where when you're in a cinematic like a uh, moment it really makes you feel like you're watching like a, a star wars like a uh, cinematic like movie or something like that but then like when you get out of uh the cutscene and then go back into gameplay and it goes full screen again you're like kind of re-immersed into like holy shit i'm That's playing awesome. a video game and uh yeah and so that was that was like a little tweak of presentation that i feel like goes a long way um so i think it, it's things of that nature of just uh honing in um what they kind of almost had in the first game and just making little tweaks here and there just to, to really sell more of like being on your own star wars adventure i not Oh, sorry. Oh, so yeah, I don't, I don't know how much you can talk about characters because you, you talk about their introduced greasy the money, baby. What's he up to? But like, you know, <laughs> were the characters hitting for you? Did it feel like the expanded cast felt like, oh no, I like these guys. Guys, I want to see where their stories are going to take us. So it, it's interesting. The characters that I, I can talk about and that I, I'm only like willing to talk about for for this, I also this dude was hanging out with Grogu. He was. He was. <laughs> um, Him and a baby. I, I kind of want to talk about that in tandem with Kobo, uh, which uh, if you had been following any Star Wars uh, coverage before this, uh, uh, Mitchell Saltzman got to uh, kind of play around with Kobo a little bit for the IGN first a couple months ago, and Kobo, yeah, definitely feels like the 
your hub planet um, that feels like really big. It was the the planet that they showed off in previous trailers, where you're like you're using mounts to get uh, to get to certain places and things of that nature. And um, it kind of works in two parts. Like Kobo feels really big to explore and get lost in like a couple of different um, like uh, areas and go down like little adventures and things of that nature. But then also you have this town that you can go and hang out in and, uh, you know, uh, kind of like get connected with the community. So like the cast uh, um, of who I met so far from that town, um, it feels like more of just like little ways to make Cal feel connected to like a, a new place, a, a okay. place that he could like possibly like call his own mm. uh, in certain ways. So, uh, yeah, I want to look back at uh, the the characters that I met throughout the town. Um yeah, there's like uh, Mosey, who you meet on the way to town, who's like a ranch hand, who like kind of, uh, uh, as we see here, we have the the Neko mount, and if you like uh, find a Neko mount, you can bring uh, it back to like the the ranch and put it in a stable and like save it for like future adventures and just, like uh, like store it there and then you know maybe fly off planet, come back and then uh, grab it again because you know you want to go down this path that you might need uh, th that mount for. Um, Grease is hanging out there. He's great. Uh, that was like kind of one of the moments where uh, when Cal meets up with Grease for the it's seemingly for the first time in a while, it kind of brought me back of like, I don't know where they're going with the story, but at the minimum amount, I'm just excited to see these characters hang out again. Um, shout out to my boy Turgle, who's like this weird frog looking alien dude who oh, I yeah. think might be voiced by Richard uh, Horvitz, uh, possibly uh, the, the voice of Invader Zim and uh, Rasputin from Psychonauts. If not, it's just a, someone who sounds really like him. Just like a goofy little character. Who, again, not much, but uh, something to just kind of feel like the, the galaxy is bigger than just Cal and the, the Mantis crew. Um, and then uh, Doma was uh, someone else that I met who seems to be the kind of like appointed mayor of this little town uh, who, who kind of feels like the, yeah, kind of like the parent and like just making sure that like everybody's being taken care of. Um, and so with that, uh, the thing that really, what Kobo really reminded me of, of especially like the community and the town where you get to, you know, meet up and talk to new uh, members who might, you know, take you on a, like a little journey or give you a side quest and things of that nature. Uh, it's the same place where you can also like, there's a little garden where you can like plant and like kind of organize your own little garden uh, based off of like seeds that you find throughout the planet. There's a little fish tank that you can like go and cap uh, catch fish and like put them and display them in your little fish tank. It brought me back to the homestead in Assassin's Creed three where it's like, it doesn't seem like this is like very integral necessary, like to get to the golden path and things of that nature. Sure. But I think it's a, like a really cool uh, thing to kind of make you feel connected to a specific point in the galaxy and make it feel like your own this and feels kind like, of build I mean, this community uh, and all that stuff. Obviously this first time you've, you're, we've heard about it, you're talking about it. It, it kind of seems like a way more fleshed out way of making you feel connected. Cause like, remember in the fallen order, the mantis had like the terrarium. Yeah. And it was exactly. like, oh yeah, I guess I yeah. got and, that. Thing. And, and again, like I've been thing. saying, like it, it feels like they they knew what like the cool little things that made Fallen Order special and they're just like expanding on them in, sure. in really big ways. And so Kobo, um, with that kind of feels like two different planets uh from Fallen Order. Uh they kind of mention on um Bagano, that's like the kind of your first like tutorial planet 
where you go and kind of like relearn like uh, like wall running, yeah. and it's uh, got that Jedi temple, and they kind of talk about like, oh, this is like a nice little safe haven from the Empire, but you don't really like hang out there. That's not like really a place that you're building like a town and community with. But then also it reminded me of Zepho, which I feel like might be the biggest planet um, in Fallen Order, maybe Dothamir, where it's like all of these different little like pathways to go on little adventures to to find little side quest things to go on. And uh, Kobo feels like a combination of those things. Uh, I, I know something that you were wondering about is like, does Kobo feel like an open world? I got mm -hmm. to talk to a little bit of uh, with the developers, and they like Kobo is not open world. Like that's not what mm -hmm. this is. It's just okay. it feels like a bigger kind of um, version of what we've seen from yeah. Fallen Order. I mean, where it's what, like one of the clips that uh, Roger was showing earlier mm -hmm. had. Um, I I don't know if it was Kobo. It, 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 yeah, it was, all, all of the all of the footage today and all we saw was of Kobo. Okay, so. okay. so yeah, he was gliding over the land, right? And it mm -hmm. looked like just mass. Um, like this clip exactly right here. Yeah, this looks. I imagine this is all explorable here right yeah. and this is way more open than i remember jedi fallen order being yeah it seems like i i remember specifically that one planet like the first one with the frog right where it was like so yeah. many different levels and going back to it yes but even that didn't look this it, diverse, it felt like this many levels. the center of the planet felt like okay it, it's going to be really open over here mm -hmm. there's going to be a lot of little uh, things to explore but then outside of that it doesn't continue being like really big and sprawling it's like more of like finding like little paths or no, maybe bigger paths but like a bunch of explorable ways to go uh you know find little adventures find upgrades uh cosmetics things of that nature so um yeah i think like i think some people especially when mounts were introduced uh people were a little bit nervous of like oh how big is this place going to be that we yeah, need yeah, mounts yeah, and yeah. stuff like that and speaking of mounts like the thing that I kind of took in and it really clicks with me um, when, you know, uh, being able to glide around on the little bird creature and riding around the, uh, the Neko, they're not to like uh, shorten the time of like distance because the planet's so big. They felt more of like solutions to for, you know, being able to get from point A to point B. Mm -hmm. uh, the the two uh, footed uh, uh, Neko mount like uh, can help. Uh, Cal get up like mudslides that he wouldn't be able to uh, on his own right here you see like you can jump and then jump off of him oh, to get oh. even higher like uh, <laughs> to places that are a little bit too high for Cal's double jump um, so, uh, th and things of that nature like the the gliding felt like okay I'm traveling up this like uh, kind of side quest area and now I've made it all the way down uh, up this hill or up this uh, cliff but I don't want to like backtrack and make all my like yeah. go all the way back down just to get back to the town. Oh, here's this uh, here's this glide uh, mechanic that I can kind of make my way down and uh, get back a little much, bit quicker. How much distance you're traveling with so the glide? Because I like, it's that thing where you know you don't. You, there are two kinds of glides I feel like you can have in a video game like this. You know, it's either like the Breath of the Wild where you can fucking tr like you can get pretty far at that thing, mm -hmm. or it's like no, here's a glide so you can get back to Earth safely without taking yeah, fall yeah, damage. Yeah, exactly. Won't hurt yourself. Yeah, but this yeah. looks like I can actually travel pretty far with that glide which I'm all about. Yeah, uh, and there's a couple fun sequences I, I, I got to experience where it's like you kind of need them to get like over ravines and things of that nature, uh, some, some really cool stuff. So yeah, uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see like what Kobo is in the greater context of the game because I've had like a couple of different thoughts about it of, you know, Thinking back on Fallen Order, you only got to go to like four, maybe five planets throughout the game. And, you know, there were smaller levels like uh, Ilum, which is uh, the, the ice planet where you get your uh, saber uh, crystal from. And then, um, you know, there are the bigger planets like Zepho. Oh, the Kyber crystal. 
yeah. yeah. The, yeah um, you know, there's uh, Zepho and Kashyyyk and Dothamir that all felt like kind of big and sprawling. And while visually they all felt like pretty varied, I feel like in size they were it all kind of felt a little bit similar uh, traveling from planet to planet. So thinking about Kobo in the greater context of what Survivor might be, I'm wondering if like they really wanted one planet so they could do the like sprawling, like let's go on these like mm. kind of like winding paths uh, to explore and get lost on these little side adventures like you would in Zepho or Kashyyyk. But then to do that, maybe we get a little bit more opportunity to maybe show off uh, more planets that might be a little bit smaller, but still have like that uh, design that we know from uh, the first game and uh, things of that nature. Or maybe like I'm completely wrong and maybe there is like a planet or two that are the same size of Kobo, but you're probably just not doing like a settlement town thing there, you know? So I don't know. It's, it'll be interesting to see how it all fits. I want to jump tracks, but before I do that, I do want to ask you one more thing. You're talking about, you know, we're is granted three hours vertical slice. Yeah. 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 One planet. Alec Bobco wrote in and said, how are the companions this go around? It seems like they might be more incorporated into gameplay this time around rather than just quest givers slash info dumps. It sounds like you saw Greasy Money, my boy, but it doesn't. I, I also don't know if you have enough information on this. Like, I, I doubt Greasy ran off on the mission with you, right? Yeah, so I know as much as you do, Alec. Okay. Uh, I think it was in that recent story trailer that dropped like a week or two ago. It was during GDC, I think. It seems like, yeah, like uh, some of the companions are going to join you on certain, like, story beats and things of that nature uh, similar to uh, uh god of war ragnarok comes sure, to mind with sure. that um but yeah i didn't get to see any of that like this uh, again this feels like very early on cal and bd are like kind of uh getting their footing again so there wasn't like a, a big moment of like oh now this person's like gonna go and like fight alongside you or anything like okay. that so how was using the mounts like did they control fine uh, they were serviceable, you know, like, yeah. uh, again, it didn't feel like a, a thing of like, oh, I I want to get from point A to point B faster. It, it felt more of like, all right, yeah, it's I'm moving it around. It, it, it didn't a faster way to move, but barely. It felt yeah. like, again, more of like solutions to get over like certain uh, uh, objects and, and things of that. Uh, they felt more like solutions. So like they like they puzzle felt, mechanics almost. Yeah, right? exactly. And so, uh, you know, they felt good enough. They didn't feel like weird or jarring or anything. Okay. So I, I think they'll they'll just kind of be an added layer to what I think is already going to be like a very improved um, like platforming and kind of like puzzles combined with platforming a little bit. I saw a lot of uh, in the, in my time with it of, Oh, there's this uh, kind of like side structure getting in the way of like a zip line. Like how to like, all right, I got to go around this way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We showed in the B roll uh, earlier. You have to like kind of get around to it to like push it back into the side of the cliff to be able to like get the zip line there. There There's like a, another time where, um, I brought platforms out the side of a like a cliff or whatever, but then they started slowly moving back, mm. and I was like, "Oh, I just need to like pull them out like pretty quickly." But then that wasn't connecting, so I was like, "Oh, I got to go in like a specific order to like pull these platforms out, then jump to the first one, then to be able to jump to the second one." Uh, and so it feels like they're incorporating a little bit more puzzle elements to like uh, being able to scale uh, to certain places, which I, I really enjoy. Like the platforming was really fun. I like that they're kind of getting experimental with it and like kind of keeping it fresh and new. The question I have for you, we're talking about all these different things, the uh, mounts, we're talking about the planets, we're talking about the companions, I want to talk about Cal, mm. but before we do that, I want to remind you about Patreon.com slash KindOfFunny. Over on Patreon.com slash KindOfFunny, you, of course, can get each and every episode of the Gamescast ad-free. You can usually watch us record it live as we record it, and you can get dozens and dozens of exclusive episodes a month, like Remember Blank, where we are remembering your Star Wars game this week, but... 
I digress. You're not on Patreon. So here's a word from our sponsor. Shout out to Evil Dead Rise for sponsoring this episode. You can get your tickets now to see Evil Dead Rise in theaters April 21st. People are saying this movie is absolutely terrifying, and I personally can't wait to see it in a theater because there's, there's, you know, few things in life are as special as watching a real scary horror movie surrounded by people freaking out with you, uh, moving the action out of the woods and into the city. Evil Dead Rise tells a twisted tale of two estranged sisters played by Sullivan and Sutherland, whose reunion is cut short by the rise of flesh-possessing demons, if I had a nickel, thrusting them into a primal battle for survival as they face the most nightmarish version of family imaginable. Uh, New Line Cinema and Renaissance Pictures present a return to the iconic horror franchise, and we are hitting entirely new levels of fear here with this one. I don't know if you've seen the trailers for this, but wow, you definitely should. You look like you need a little bit of fear in your life. And then you can go to EvilDeadRiseMovie.com to get your tickets now to see Evil Dead rise in theaters April 21st. Shout out to Shady Rays for sponsoring this episode. Do you want to look as cool as I look? Yes, you do. And you can. You can take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an un beatable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that I've ever worn in my life. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Exclusively for you listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. You can go to ShadyRays.com and use the code KINDAFUNNY. You can get 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. You can try for yourself the shades that are rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Promo code KINDAFUNNY at ShadyRays.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Barrett, one of the things I think a lot of sequels, especially action RPGs or whatever you want to call it, is action with RPG elements uh, that you fall into, right, are you spend an entire game mm. building the character up, getting all the cool moves, doing all the cool stuff, and then in a God of War 2 fashion, you're thrown in the underworld, you lose everything, you got to rebuild it. Yep. When I went and took the demo for this at Game Awards and was talking to EA and talking to Cal himself, uh, one of the things I thought was really cool is they said, oh, no, you're starting where you left off. You're mm. starting as a badass Jedi, and then it's about learning new stuff. Yep. Did you get that? Was it easy to feel like Caligan, or did you? How are they? what are they giving you new? Like, Are we using the same stances? Like, What's going on? So yeah, there's a lot to break down there with uh, Cal as your as your character. Um, yeah, from our preview at least, it seemed like everything was uh, every like f- major force power that you unlocked throughout uh, the first game um, was there from the jump. Force pull for uh, force push. Like that's not what this seemingly that's not what this story is about. Like the to me that made sense of how they slowly rolled out force uh, sure, powers sure, sure, sure. in the first game, connecting to Cal's story. But yeah, it's not like he's you know. Uh, stuck uh you know mentally from five years ago or whatever um 
So yeah, you're not like doing that whole thing. I imagine in that first hour somewhere, there's a little segment of like, hey, here's your force push. How do you remember here's all Here's your this stuff? force uh, pull and things of that nature. So yeah, don't don't worry about the game like Metroidvania, like you know some some evil like Palpatine comes down and sucks all of his powers. And you gotta like uh, like relearn everything. Uh, but yeah, definitely you're building on top of things like as we're seeing here in the B-roll. One of the new force powers is uh, you get to use Jedi mind tricks and you awesome. get to uh, use them on enemies to trick them into battling uh, other enemies and things of that nature um which was really fun to to use and uh i was seeing some people kind of use it in ways that oh, i wasn't your, expecting your, there's your dude your, your brown oh yeah locked yeah. off his arm jesus oh christ God. yeah <laughs> uh, really quick uh like uh with enemy variety uh i just want to shout out like how fun it was even for just one planet like i can only imagine like what i haven't seen from other sure, planets sure, that sure. i didn't get to explore God, I um but like the Mogu was really fun to to fight because yeah, I feel like he oh grabs God. you. You can kind of uh, press down on X to cut off his arm, but then he becomes way more aggressive in his uh, attacks. So yeah. again, just little things that I think that they're doing with uh, uh, these enemies to kind of make them feel fresh and varied uh, each time you you face off against them. Um, but yeah, uh, something that uh, they talked about is like all the the stances uh, for this game. There's five this time around, whereas in the first game, there was really only two. There was the single blade, and then there was the the double bladed. And then you kind of did like the the dual wield one, but that was really just like, yeah, that was like a special move. Um, And I think they talked about in the IGN first, that was something that they originally wanted in that first game was the dual wield to be its own stance. But, you know, time and time constraints, things of that nature. So I remember from the IGN, IGN first, when they first started working on this game, they're like, all right. Let's figure out the dual wield. Uh, so yeah, in this game you have uh, single bladed, double bladed, uh, and dual wield. Which uh, in our preview, the, all three of those were available from the jump, uh, and those were the three that we got to play around with uh, and uh, really like uh, kind of get into the weeds of how they build on the first two stances and what is new and introduced with the the dual wield sen- uh, stance. And then the things that we did not play. Uh, where the cross guard, which seems to be the the Kylo Ren like hilt uh, lightsaber, that seems to be the kind of heavy weapon. You know, it's doing a lot of damage. Great sword, but really, yeah, it's like your great sword, but like you're really slow. Um, but again, didn't get to play that, so I don't know like how that really sure, feels. Sure, and sure. then the last one was the the blaster, where I think you're like holding a lightsaber, and then you have a blaster in the other hand. Um, we didn't get to play them, but they did show them playing it at the end of our preview event. Yeah. And I, I only got so much out of the cross, uh, cross guard, like uh, looking at it, uh, uh, watching it being played. But the blaster, y'all, let me tell you, yeah. looks really yeah. fun. There was one moment where I was like, did he just parry with the blaster? I might be misreading like what I a certain so. animation was. I hope so. But let me tell you what got the crowd fucking applauding was, you know, the, the, the kind of preview that they're showing off. I think it was the lead, um, combat designer who was like showing off all this gameplay and showing off all the different stances, like kind of being used and like what combinations you can do at one point when he was using the blaster stance, he, uh, like force, uh, pull like everybody up into the air, slowed them down. Oh man. And then brought his blaster out. Oh, man. And what seemed to be a Red Dead type dead eye mechanic, where he slowed down time, selected five different enemies, and went ba 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 ba. And it was, I think, the hypest thing that we saw that day in wow, terms wow, of wow. gameplay. And it was it was really cool. Um, something to be clear, though, you can only equip two stances at a time, um, okay. which I think is really interesting and cool, and something that I felt even with only three stances available. Of like, you know, you're so used to being able to do uh, single and double bladed. But then if I'm doing single and dual wield, 
right? And then I come across the the stormtrooper enemy who has like the Gatling gun. Usually what you would do is uh, bring up the double bladed to like do the quick pairing, but you can't do that. So it's like you, you kind of have to think of like, all right, what's, what are different solutions to be able to take out certain enemies if I'm only like equipping this stance and this stance? And I imagine it's going to be even like more so with two uh, stances on top of Can that. Can I only equip the two stances at like the meditation points? I can't just in the middle of a battle be like, oh, that is correct. Uh, th that'll be something that you do at meditation points. I think also at um, uh, the work benches as well. You can uh, choose which stances that you're doing. Um, so yeah, there, there's uh, that. And something, a tidbit that I did get out of uh, uh, some of the developers um, that I thought was interesting because one of my questions for them was, did they feel like when they hit five stances that they like, all right, this is it. Like we know that this is, a, we're happy with this or there are so many ideas for stances that they had to like cut themselves off or things of that nature. And the tidbit that I got was uh, the, I believe it was the art design director said the amount of stances that we have in this game felt appropriate for the size of the game. And let me tell you the three stances that we had in just our three hour uh, preview felt like a lot okay. on just this one planet. So I, I, I think that's interesting of like, how big is this game going to be compared to fallen order? Um, and it got me really excited of like, damn, this is, it's going to, it feels like it's going to be a big one. Oh yeah. How's the, so how's the combat hitting compared to the original game? Like the, one of the things I was talked about a lot with Jedi fallen order was it feeling a bit more soulsy. Right. And I think a lot of people compared mm -hmm. even more to Sekiro because Sekiro is a bit more fast paced. After, especially you now actually playing the original in 2019 and now being in a post Elden Ring world and you playing playing through Elden Ring, coming into this new one, is it immediately apparent of, oh man, the combat feels any sort of revamped or improved or anything? And also, you know, are you, does combat feel different after playing Elden Ring, after mm. playing through a, a long ass Souls game? Uh, it doesn't feel uh, different in that sense. Like it definitely feels like, all right, like this is... Uh, similar to what we had in Fallen Order, but definitely improved something uh, that I think uh, maybe possibly story-wise of uh, why they did this. But to me, after playing, uh, I replayed Fallen Order a couple weeks ago, uh, Cal felt slower a little bit. And because um, I was thinking back to Fallen Order, he's really fast in like uh, battle uh, uh, interactions. And I felt like sometimes, like going back to that game after a couple of years, he almost felt like too quick and floaty. And I think they like because kind of taking advantage of like this being five years after the events of Fallen Order. Cal's a little bit older. He's a little Getting bit more. Slow. He's a, a bit more experienced. The old metachlorians are settling down. <laughs> so yeah, he 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 feels just like a little bit slowed down, just a bit to have like each of your decisions in combat have a little bit more weight. And I know when mm -hmm. I say that, you're probably like, oh God, this is going to be Kratos, God of War 2018, Ragnarok. No, that's not yeah. that's not what I'm saying. It's just little adjustments. Like you're, He always you're, felt very jumpy. You know yeah. what I mean? He, oh, very, he very light, jumpy. Like, almost and, too light on his feet. Yes, exactly. And I think they, they kind of brought that down just a little bit. Okay. And I think it works for, you know, he's a little bit older. He's a little bit more battle ready and experienced because, you know, when we play Fallen Order, he hadn't really been battling anybody for sure. five years or anything of that nature. So um, I think that was like a maybe smart kind of like being able to explain why they just uh, slowed him down a little bit of being like him being five years older. Um, and so, yeah, it, it feels like a really good and slight adjustments to make it feel a little bit more important in decisions that you're making. Mm -hmm. um, I know there's something else that you were wondering of like, does it feel soulsy even like with the, the kind of big areas Yeah, and like the, even though Kobo does feel like pretty expansive when I'm going down like a uh, certain pathways uh, to go on like little uh, side adventures, 
Like, you're going through, like, caves and stuff, and it still feels, like, tight. And I would say that Survivor, probably in design of, like, enemy placement and things of that nature, it feels a bit more soulsy than Fallen Order did, oh, wow. um, and a bit more mean. Because I would say, like, you would only get the, <laughs> that experience in Dothamir, because Dothamir mm-hmm. kind of was the hardcore planet of, like, all right, you're going into this room. Ah, oh, there's an enemy, like, right around the corner. They're doing that, like, on this planet way more, and it, it definitely brought me back to, like, oh, God, I'm more playing Elden Ring than I am Fallen Order, which I, 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 I really enjoyed. And so, again, I, I, when, you know, people say that Kobo is going to be a big place to explore, I, I don't get scared about, like, oh, it's just going to be an open world. It's, it's just it's going to be a really intricate big map to, to kind of get lost in. Did you get your hands on a grappling hook? I did get my hands on a grappling hook. How Hold on. To use. So let's see here. Where did I uh, put that in my notes of uh, three pages of notes? Um, F. Yeah, it, it felt like an added kind of thing for platforming. Um, and so, I, again, I think it was just like a little, a little detail to kind of like make platforming feel a little bit fresh and not like you're just playing Fallen Order again. Um, so I, I think that'll kind of lend itself to being like how do i get close enough because you have to be a certain amount of length to like be able to grapple grapple to certain points so then you're like you see the grapple point and you're like wait i'm too far like how do i get there um and so i think that, again i think it's like a, a just an added level of um kind of like slight puzzle how do i get closer to it mm-hmm. and the, the the feel of it definitely think of like kratos the the chains of chaos how they were using sure. ragnarok and kind of like pulling himself up things of that nature. So uh, nothing like huge, but it was definitely like a an added element to what I thought was already like a solid platforming experience in Fallen Order just to mm-hmm. make it like fresh a little bit quick and like a little bit more added depth of like, all right, like how do I get over there now? One of the things that was a stumbling stum- block, but one of the criticisms, I guess, of Fallen Order and obviously <clears throat> one of the things I love the most in just about any game is customization. Uh, Michael J. Cohen wrote in and said, how much can you customize the look of your character and accessories? I'd go one step further because I want to know all that. Obviously, it was Poncho Gate 2019 before with uh, Cal. But my other question I had <clears throat> at the time for EA at Game Awards that they were like, that's a really intricate question. I'm, and it was, I'm talking like, you know, other people. So it's not even yeah. like the dev. I was like, can I, as soon as the game starts, which I know you didn't, but you would be able to answer can I change my lightsaber crystal to what I had it as in Fallen Order? Because mm. obviously I, that was such a huge moment that made my Cal like, bam, I want to make sure that I start the game and look like the, be able to look like Cal. So answering that question, at least from where we started in Kobo, yeah. yes. Okay, perfect. All like lightsaber colors or what's available in the game, at least from the jump, are available to kind of uh, move around in. Got it, great. There's a lot of pieces to kind of select from and customize even more. Um, I I was trying to make note of um, how many uh, collectible pieces there were. And, yeah, Greg, you're going to be really happy with the customization here because it's not just the lightsaber anymore. It is BD, uh, who you can also find in chests, like little parts to make him feel like your own little droid. Uh, And Cal himself. There's a lot of, like... It's not just like full outfits anymore. You can customize. Oh wow, like his we're going jacket. through the beard and everything else. Oh yeah, we're getting into full like he's got some interesting haircuts. Let me tell you, there's uh, there's some uh, hairstyles and does he have cornrows? <laughs> uh, I don't think he has cornrows. That'd be a questionable option, but he does have this mullet vibe. And yeah, you can change the jacket, the shirt, the pants. All of them have like their different um, like uh, something else that you'll find in uh, chests are. Uh, or you can buy in shops are like the color palettes that you okay. can always also okay. use for certain um, uh, like pieces of clothing and things of that nature. 
So there's uh, all of that, and yeah, you know, there's fashion souls definitely in Elden yeah. Ring, and th this is gonna this is gonna bring about fashion wars Let's of go. like, awesome. what does your cow look like? Does he look cool as hell? Uh, obviously, uh, you see here of like there's um, some currency that you can find across Kobo that you can go to the uh, Domo's uh, Doma's outpost um, and unlock more things, but that's not the only way to uh, be able to get those. Like uh, again, like I found a bunch of uh, items throughout, like just chests and things of that nature. So if you want to customize cow, but you don't want to like do the whole like I got to hunt for this specific currency to do so like yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a little bit of both so if you're not as interested in like hunting down currency and like going through the shops and things of that nature you don't have to fuck yeah so Let's yeah go. it's it, it's it's gonna get it felt pretty deep and again it felt like what i saw was surface level of like how many like varying uh uh outfits and uh, bd uh parts and uh lightsaber stuff was available so yeah it's you're gonna be really happy with that I can't fucking wait. um and then on top of that uh something else uh similar was the the skill tree again we only had so much unlocked but you know seeing the three different stances each has their own uh skill tree it at first glance it feels like oh each skill tree is a little small though but like because there's so much available, like there's five skill trees under lightsaber, there's three under force, there's one under survival. Mm. It just feels like a lot to take in of, again, building on top of what Cal already knew. I, I like this way better, honestly, because when you have yeah. a big a big skill tree, even when it is, I go, I look at God of War, Ragnarok, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. oh yeah, I have a skill tree for I'm not Kratos. Even this shit. I was, yeah, and it's like, oh man, I'm not doing half of these moves. And so when it right. is, hey, here are some, here are fewer skills and they matter for what the dual wheel stance is or what the double blade stance is. Honestly, yeah. I prefer that way more. Yeah, and it, I, I I think it really gives uh, you more uh, credence to make your cow your own. Because, yeah, the skill tree from the first game was, like, kind of, like, you still had, like, it separated into sections. But if you wanted to go all in on lightsaber stuff, it was, like, all right, I got to, like, unlock this, like, single blade move to get to, like, a double blade move. Whereas, yeah, each stance has its own thing. So if you want to go in, all in on, like, the blaster uh, uh, stance or the the, the dual-wield stance, um you can do that and like really just like hone in your skill level for like uh, each stance. Um, yeah, I want to shout out the the dual wield, which is the the new stance that uh, we really got to play around with, um, and how like different it felt from the other stances. Like the the single and double bladed uh, felt kind of pretty much the the same. Again, it was very early. Uh, early on in the game, so I didn't get to really build on top of what they already were from the first game. But Dual Wield, I, I really enjoyed. It felt very methodical uh, and kind of a little bit more dangerous uh, to use from both good and bad. Uh, it seemed like because Cal's a little bit faster with the, the Dual Wield and kind of like every time he strikes because he's a little bit methodical, you know, he seems a little bit more vulnerable to sure, attack when you're in the middle open. of an attack and, and things of that nature. Um but yeah, it's it. I think each stance has like its own good and bad sides of like, and it's all about you know personal taste of like what you want to like hone and uh, get skillful with. So um, yeah, and I think each stance has their own kind of like unique uh, force power um, that you can use. I think the the single blade, the force power was like the kind of like big stab move from the, the from I believe the first game. Uh, the the double blade i forget what it was but the dual wield was an interesting one where it was like um you would hold down y and then cal would kind of like hold his lightsabers like in the air and then it turned into like this slow parry situation where you had to like time it correctly and then if you got it like fully uh equipped as a parry 
when someone hit you, you'd parry them, but then follow up with a, like a flurry of attacks. Um, and so like an added, like a different way to be able to parry and follow up with a bunch of damage rather than just like the kind of normal parry that you get for every stance. Um, well, at least these three stances, I don't want to, again, assume that, you know, the blaster has a parry, but do you, would you say that it sounds like the answer is yes, but would you say that you're more excited for this game now that you've done the preview than you were even before? Cause you were already very excited about this game. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I was thinking back this morning to when, uh, Greg, where you were like, you got to kill one of your babies, either Zelda or Jedi survivor. And you only okay. get to have one. And I was like pretty quickly, like, all right, I'm killing Jedi survivor. And like, I want Zelda. And, now you're and after this, after this preview, I'm like, I have a little bit more pause. I'm like, w I don't know which one to kill. Cause I'm yeah, like after this, I'm Damn. just, I'm really, really excited. And, and it got me like kind of back into that, like fresh star Wars feeling like, you know, you've definitely got me. I'm like, I gotta get a replay in yeah. on order. I, it, again, it's all it's like the next few weeks are going to be torture. Cause all I want to do is play this game. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything Let, else uh, to, to add on. To I want to give you one question that mm. I'm not sure if you saw anything or even if you'd be able to say anything about it. Because okay. I know you're saying you're I don't for the record don't know what you're saying. You can't talk about for stories. So, okay. uh, Sammy boy 54 wrote in and said, is there more referencing slash related to the High Republic than just the mysterious Jedi? I, I have no knowledge of what he's talking about. <laughs> I, mean, I know when we watched the trailers, you had a whole bunch of theories and this, yeah. that, the other, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, uh, I can't say anything, right, uh, cool. and, and I, I don't want to like really get super into story stuff anyway. Sure, just because sure. even if I was allowed to say say more than what I could, like I just don't want to like uh, give too much away of like what the story. Please is. don't. I don't want to um, ruin. Um, but yeah, I, I will say for at least what I will talk about with the story um for fallen order because that's the thing where i'm still kind of questioning of like where do you go uh after fallen order fallen order felt like a kind of complete story when it came to cal's internal journey um and so that's like where do you go from here yeah, yeah. um and so the interesting kind of tidbit that i really picked up on is that after five years right uh since fallen order like from order 66 to fallen the events of fallen order it was five years of cal hiding and now the five years in between Fallen Order and Survivor, it's been five years of Cal fighting the Empire. And he is tired. He is, it just seems like it's been wearing on him. Uh, he doesn't feel like they've been making really any like major headway against the Empire. Um, and even uh, to that, right? Like I've, That's felt in gameplay a little bit because he's a little bit slower. Um, there are moments where you, know, you get up from your meditation circle and he'll just sigh. Uh -huh. And he's just like... <sighs> And so I, yeah, I, that makes me wonder like where they're going with him of like, if he decides to give up on the fight for some reason, just because he, you know, maybe after continuously fighting the empire for years and not feeling like he's doing anything significant. Like, I wonder like if that's the major journey or if I'm just reading too much into that. Um, so that's the, that's the interesting kind of uh, thing I picked up from uh, my time with it. And like the, the little bit that we get to see of uh, hanging out with Grease, like Grease is concerned about like, oh, dude, wow, yeah, like, yeah. you know, like take a break, like just like relax a little bit. Like uh, you get to hang out like in the basement of the, the bar that Grease is uh, hanging out at <clears throat> and you get to, you know, sleep there. And there's uh, some things that you can interact with there. And he's like, this conversation he has with Cal is like, dude, the galaxy can wait a couple hours. Like, just sleep, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and so uh, that was, like, kind of the, the big takeaway the, uh, of the story um, that I just wanted to, to shout out. And the other interesting follow-ups, like, uh, it was cool to, like, be on the Mantis kind of at the, the beginning there. Um, 
<clears throat> you get to see the the little destroyed holocron from the first game and like you kind of see Cal like think back on that and uh huh, kind of maybe that wasn't about, a good like, move <laughs> <laughs> and then you know uh I, I just love the you know at one point on Kobo you see a big federation ship because uh some raiders have kind of uh taken over some uh battle droids uh for their own purposes and uh, Cal kind of thinks back of like oh the last time I saw a federation ship was back on Bracco when we were breaking down yep. uh things and he thinks back to his buddy Prof who died at the beginning of uh, Fallen Order um so there's definitely little things here and there of like oh, okay there's threads that I didn't really think about um that you kind of can continue on and and see where Cal goes from here um and I want to do a quick shout out to the battle droids because they were hilarious. Uh, if you're a big Clone Wars watcher like myself, they're kind of the comedic relief in uh, in that show just sure. because they're like kind of pathetic and they're very aware of it in that show. And it was definitely that same vibe here, even though they're being repurposed by raiders. Um, it, it, I feel like they're going to be a big comedic relief uh, throughout the game, even more so than the stormtroopers. Like they would say some funny things in Fallen Order, but nothing that I'm like, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Like e like. Every battle droid interaction, I was I was having a big chuckle. So, yeah. it all sounds great. I can't wait. Um, yeah, me very excited. Yeah, right. Good. Yeah, the twenty eighth can't come soon enough. The one thing I'll I'll say, like I said, played uh, I played on a, a PC with a AMD Ryzen. I didn't know what the exact uh, specs were of the the PC build, and granted, I'm playing a work in progress. The one drawback I, I felt like to the like how pretty it looked there were still some like performance issues of like frame drops and things of that nature like kobo feels like a really big like uh place to explore so it definitely felt like all right now we're loading in this area of the uh, of the the okay. area to kind of like go around in but again they delayed the game for six weeks and i imagine because they want this to not be like the fallen order launch where it was like really buggy Problems. and like yeah. uh, like i didn't notice any bugs like I, I will shout that out uh at least or visually or anything of that nature it was just like i was noticing some loading frame drops uh and, uh, and things like that um and then a couple of other things i want to shout out um because of the fidelity and how good it looks felt like i was getting lost sometimes like when you know there's like your main golden path but then also some branching paths yeah. and like what's like everything looks so pretty that like you know there's obviously your climbable vines but then it they look so good that like not like is this climbable no i guess not or like can i go this way oh i can climb on the ceiling now like i didn't know that so there's like a point where i was like stuck a little bit um and so it, it, it maybe like got a little bit too immersive at points where you're like where can and can't i go i, like I had that problem with horizon a little bit <laughs> mm. where i'm like this is too it's too yeah. visually stimulating yeah it's like it, like the fidelity it's is too, too good but i will say what was us <laughs> but i do think like the easier to process map i think will kind of help alleviate that a little bit because i did feel like i was bringing up my map a lot to be like wait okay i'm right here i'm trying to go this way i can't go this way okay i can go back and loop back around uh that way um and yeah there, it, it seems like there's going to be a lot of of little things uh, fun things to explore uh at least on kobo again i don't know what it's going to be like on other planets whether they're going to be as big or there's going to be a bunch of smaller planets things of that nature but um yeah, it seems like a lot of cool little activities to to do, and uh, like I, I shouted out, like being able to grow your garden and things of that nature. But I found something called a force tear or a tear in the force or something like that. It seemed like a Cal kind of described it as like this weird force echo that was missing something, and then it takes you into this kind of challenge room, platforming yeah. challenge room, and yeah, you you've got these platforms, and then every time you jump, 
the like force thing changes which side you're on. Oh. And so you have to kind of like, That's and I didn't get that at first. And I was like, how am I messing up the timing here? But yeah, like every time you jump, it kind of changes where that's going. So you have to like really keep in mind of like how far you are in yep, the little yep, challenge yep, yep. room, how close the, the force field is getting to you, which side is it about to like jump to if you jump mm -hmm. one more time, things of that nature. And so that's all I really saw on like fun, like weird little things to go find. Um, so I don't know if like that's the extent of like it's just going to be things like that over and over again, if there's going to be other rooms similar to it. Um, but yeah. I like wanted to shout that out of like fun little things. Remind me of uh, you know Sonic uh, Frontiers a little bit. Oh. Where you got, uh, I didn't play that game, but the way you talked about those little like <laughs> challenge uh, rooms and areas and stuff. Yeah, that's that, that, part of the game. Yeah, I thought of you when I got to the Force Terror, and I was I like, "Blessing like tear. this." <laughs> Too bad Sonic's dead. Barrett, thank you so much for going to LA to play this game for us. You're welcome. Of course, Star Wars Jedi Survivor is out April 28th, one day after my birthday. What a present. Birthday. Thank you. <laughs> we'll all be talking about it, I'm sure, here on the Kind of Funny Gamescast. Because each and every week, the Kind of Funny Gamescast posts to run you through the things we think about video games. Are they good? Are they bad? It doesn't matter because we all hang out and have fun together. If you want to have fun with us, of course, go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny. Over on patreon.com slash kindoffunny, you can get each and every episode of the Kind of Funny Gamescast ad-free. You can get dozens of exclusive episodes of shows like Remember Blank, where we're remembering your Star Wars game this week. And, of course, you can get all sorts of other things from physical goods to just hanging out with us and doing whatever we do and live streaming fun. However, if you got no bucks tossed away, no big deal. YouTube.com slash kind of funny games podcast services around the globe. Use that epic creator code kind of funny when you're on the Epic Game Store and or playing Rocket League, Fortnite, whatever on your PlayStation, Xbox, or Switch. And until next time, no, it's been our pleasure to serve you. <laughs>